Praise the Lord. Better. It was coming out a little bit up here. Hallelujah. Could you make that turn? Make it bigger. Hallelujah. Time out. <laughs> it's been working. Oh, by the way, uh, there's anybody see a missing iPad? Mine disappeared last week. It has a leather case on it and it uh, won't work. I can use it that way. It don't matter. Yeah, we need to call them and tell them. Best of. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody's messed with it. I don't have my title on it. I don't know what it is. Sorry, y'all. I had my title right across the top. I don't know what happened to that. You can be seated. God bless you. New iPad. There it is. I stop right in the middle. I got the thought anyway. Praise the Lord. It... Praise God. What a good spirit in this place. <laughs> Glory. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Everything's changed on here. Where's my old regular old Bible? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. All right, all right go ahead and do something. Whatever you want, you take your liberty. Thank you, Jesus. I'll read my text while he's getting that. Hallelujah. Saved about 150 bucks by buying a refurbished. <laughs> should have got, Brother Ruck, I should have got the new one. <laughs> Maybe. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah. Amen. Chapter 32. And uh, we'll go to verse eight, little small scripture right here. Amen. Verse number eight. Hallelujah. Watch this. But the liberal deviseth liberal things. And by liberal things shall he stand. Hallelujah. Yeah, I can use it like that. It don't really matter. Okay. I can use it like that. Let's not take this word liberal to mean political or any other thing that you might, you might, you might not. I, I just never would pay much attention to that because it just didn't like the word liberal. Amen. But the liberal deviseth liberal things and by liberal things shall he stand. Just a small thought here that might help some of us just a little bit. Now I've always believed, especially with a service like this going, I can say this. Amen. I've always believed that we all live 
far below our privilege, before below our level, amen, of life that God has made available to us. I, I think we settle for less. I think that we, we listen to the liberal and say, just barely make it, that's good enough. No, no, it's not good enough. Just, just get by with the skin of your teeth and that's good enough. I don't think we should have that approach. You know, the old nobody can live holy, nobody's perfect song, okay? We've wore that out. That's true, it is true, nobody believes we're perfect. However, we say that and that gives us a loophole to act like we want and do what we want and not pray enough. You know, like we say, throw the fork at fit whenever we want to and then justify it by nobody's perfect. I don't think we should give ourselves that much slack. I believe we can do much, much better. You know why? The world needs to see better. They need us to be a better model. Amen. So there's greater things available to us. Now, even though that we are on this uphill battle, we're, we're, we're in a battle here. That's... Uh, you know, I used Job quite a bit. Job said, a man is born of a woman, he's just a few days here. It'll last long. And in that, in that part, that few days is full of trouble. So, so don't feel like there's something strange happening when you're being fired on and when you're you know, being tested. That's what it is, is the test. But Paul said, evil is always present with me. Always present. And the storms continue to rage. Amen. And the trouble continues and on and on and on and on. We all have a list of them. But God promised that he would make a way where there seemed to be no way. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna hang on to that promise when it looks like the door has been shut. It looks like there's no way through. I choose to stand on the word of the Lord and call those things that were not as though they were. I'm just gonna act like the door's open. I'm just gonna walk on through with the help of the good Lord. Hey, give somebody a high five or two. Amen, tell them how glad you are to see them in God's house. Hallelujah. This week's been this week. It's, just, it's all down in it, it's stuff. Changed, my notes are left off. And, hallelujah, I can get through it. I got Hallelujah. Look right here. That that changed. That those net. Hallelujah. So we got trouble. You may be seated. God bless you. We're in a battle. We're on this uphill deal that we're in here. It just seems like nothing is easy. Hallelujah. Amen. But he also promised to give us power when the Holy Ghost came upon us. Acts 1 and 8. And ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. I'm claiming that one too. It, 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 we shouldn't claim to be powerless. Hallelujah. My title is Refusing to Live Small or Little. Refusing to give in, refusing to surrender. Hallelujah. Just refuse that kind of a, refuse the good enough. It's okay. It's not perfect, but it's okay. We just go, no, no, no. Just refuse that. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So in spite of the storms and the pains and the failures, amen, we can succeed in our mission that God has called us to. Amen. That's the kind of an attitude and kind of a spirit that I think that we should pick up. In the scripture text I read out of the King James Version, as I usually do, amen. But the liberal deviseth liberal things. And I just, again, I passed over that scripture and I just have, don't have much to do with it, all right? Amen. And by liberal things shall he stand. That's the, that's the King James Version. And y'all know that I love the King James. Amen. But the New American Standard uses a different word in place of liberal. Amen. They use the word noble. But the noble man deviseth noble plans. And by noble plans, he stands. Strange, languages are different. And in the original, you know, they did the best they could. And of course, they had certain influences over them. And uh, they, they translated it into the English. And, and so this is what you get. But I really, really like to go back and find, amen, different translations. And they come up with different words, which changes for some of us the whole text the whole meaning of this, amen, for the noble soul, amen, amen. But God's word translation, another, another translation, amen, it uses the word honorable, hallelujah. But honorable people act honorably and stand firm for what is honorable. Oh, I feel like we need to get an honorable spirit. We, get a, we need to pick up a noble spirit from somewhere, Amen. Let's look at some definitions of honorable and noble, just in case. I think we know this. But number one, possessing outstanding qualities. That's noble. That's honorable. Number two, having superiority of mind, of character, ideals, or morals. And this number three is really cool. This is going to mess with some of us. Amen. Amen. Number three, of high birth or exalted rank. Noble in the Greek, it looks like the word Eugene, and I'm not sure if you pronounce it. I ever could find a way to pronounce that. I looked all over, amen. But maybe did you just spell it, Eugene. It, it, maybe you just pronounce it that way. It means well-born or being from a good family. The problem is, <laughs> I told you it's gonna mess some of us up. The problem is that most of us are not well-born. Don't raise your hand. Amen. Most of us did not come from a really good family. That's probably why we're in a Jesus name, apostolic, holy roller church. That's probably why we're here. Hallelujah. Amen. Our families are messed up or were messed up. Amen. We don't want to talk about it. Don't worry. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, for some of y'all's sake, because we really, really like to boast about where we came from and our bloodline and just all the good DNA that we have. And we like, we all, that's just part of it. It's okay if you want to do that. But I promise you, there's somebody back there in your bloodline that you wouldn't want to talk about. All right? And you got part of that in your DNA also. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Chronicles, the fourth. Amen. This is another that I just feel like adding into this. I thought it would fit really well. First Chronicles 4 and 9. Watch this. And Jabez, and we call it Jabez, but it's with an E there, but I don't, again, I'm not sure. Amen. Jabez was more honorable, looked at, and I just caught that little honorable thing here. Normally, we look at the negative part of Jabez's life. 
what he did, what he didn't do, and what he, how he was named, and amen. More honorable than his brethren. But at least that part helped me fit this in here. And his mother called his name Jabez, simply, amen, say, it, it, because Jabez, it actually means because he said because I bear, I bear him with sorrow. I'm trying to jump ahead of myself here, but the whole story of Jabez took only two verses in the Bible. Now, how can we get much out of that? Hallelujah! But the mother of Jabez had experienced pain in giving birth to him, so she named him according to her experience. Jabez means pain. Now, what do you think that might do to an individual? It wasn't even his pain. It was somebody else's trouble and pain. I gotta be careful not to let my deal and my battle and my struggle be handed off to somebody else just because I'm suffering. Just because I'm going through it. Just because I'm struggling. I can pass that on. That's what Jabez's mother did here. She, I'm, I'm sure a good woman, I'm sure she wouldn't have hurt her son for anything, amen? But she thought every time she looked at him, he hurt me, he's my pain. And I'm just gonna name him pain, hallelujah, amen. When he was tucked in at night, or when he was on the playground with all the other kids, or even called to dinner at night, His name reinforced the truth that he came into this world causing his mother pain. He was reminded every day. I grew up in a part of the country, kind of ignorant, kind of stupid. People nickname you. <laughs> Some of y'all laugh, you know that. Hey, come here, knothead. <laughs> Come here, goofus. Y'all know. <laughs> it's all fun and games. I don't, I'm wondering what kind of damage that might be doing. My wife looks at me now. My granddaughter come, come now. I call her little things. You know, she's into stuff. Like, hey, don't do that. Okay, yes, ma'am. But it's easy to do that. I'm sure we don't mean harm. Hallelujah to anybody. Amen. But, but what a terrible way to live and face every morning, amen. What, what a way to mess a person up, hallelujah, for life. Amen, we're just gonna name this person some negative, amen. I remember when I was a kid coming along and they'd call somebody in high school, they'd call them stick shift or, or, or hey, wine, how you doing? You know, I don't know where it came back to or what, I don't know, but it was just, but a lot of them stuck. They stayed right there. They were nicknames, but, but, they, but they stuck, amen. But, but here's, here's a good part right here. Our text comes right out of the chronology of Judah. I, I somehow had missed that, amen. They were, you know, they doing all those names and so-and-so begat so-and-so and they had sons and they had daughters, amen, hallelujah. So this is some good news for old Jabez, Amen, all of that negative life. This was, this was hope for him. Remember that Judah had been given words. I don't have much of a thought, but I think somebody may, needs to get a hold of this tonight. Amen, because we live in a negative world, a negative society, 
amen, they pull on us, they drag us down. And Brother, Brother Jerry, you're an exception, amen, who would stand in high school and stand on the cafeteria table and tell people and advertise about home Bible studies that he would offer, amen. Not too many people have the nerve to do that. But, 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 or the personality to do that. But, but, but it's, it's, it's turning out, it's gonna, that's how you're made. That's gonna be a blessing, not only to you, amen, but no telling who else, amen, because you're willing and you're bold enough to stand up, amen, and tell the world, amen, about Jesus and who you are and what you're about. We need more of that in Pentecost. Amen. But, but remember that Judah, amen, that Jabez was a part of the bloodline. He was a part of that, amen. Wonderful, wonderful, amen, bloodline to be a part of, amen. And, and, but the words were given to define her destiny and all who were a part. This is the part that's gonna, you know, some of you are like, hey, what's that got to do with me and what's that got to do with tomorrow is Monday and I gotta do this and, and you know, this is what it's got to do with it. Just simply being a part of Judah, a part of that heritage. Judah means praise, hallelujah. That's why we're not gonna let up on worship and praise around here. That's why we're gonna promote it, push it. We're gonna make you guilty if you don't do it. Somebody said, boy, people come into this church and they see somebody shouting and, and everybody's looking. There's places that, that that's as far as they would get because it would just mess up their whole service. No, no, no. We look at people funny when they don't shout around here, when they don't praise and dance and clap their hands. That's what Judah means. Judah means praise. Hallelujah. Wouldn't take this out of context for anything, but one time Israel was in a battle and they had their tribes. They had Dan and they had all the rest of it and Judah's one of those, just one of those tribes. Amen, They're about to go out and meet the enemy and they said, how do we do this? Let's organize this. And, the, and God said, let Judah go up first. See, you don't understand that until you understand what Judah means. Judah means praise. They said, let praise go up first. That's why we start every service with praise. Amen. We end service with praise. We praise in the middle of service. Let it go up first. Hallelujah. Let praise go up first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe, maybe young Jabez heard the elders when he was just a kid. Amen. He heard them tell the story of the day that Jacob blessed his sons. Hallelujah. Israel, in other words. Jacob. Amen. And said of Judah that the scepter, amen, would be his and that the obedience of the nations would belong to him. Who? Judah. Hallelujah. You're special. He would be he would be like a lion. In fact, he's called, Jesus came, amen. He was called the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's what was one of his titles. He was the lion, amen. Remember, the lion is the king of the beast, king of the jungle, amen. Not, not, some, not some, you know, powder puff, you know, not some little, no, 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 a lion, amen. Something that's powerful, hallelujah, amen. In hearing the elders, hearing those stories, as a kid coming up with a name like that, 
Hallelujah. He was hearing who he was a part of. Let me tell you, you keep hearing the word. You get around some negative, negative, some watered down, oh, it's okay. And I, I, I'm on this, I've been on this for a while, stayed on it a while. Amen. I, almost every service. I, listen, I say, I don't need somebody to tell me what I don't need to do. That's not my job. I've known places that that's their whole sermon was to tell you what you didn't have to do. Oh, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to be baptized. I'm still looking for scriptures on any of that. Oh, you don't do you have to talk in have to. I I look at it like I get to. God will speak to me in a language that I'd never learned before. And somebody's around saying, You don't have to do all of that. The devil tells me all of that, and I think that's where that message comes from. I need somebody to say, Come on. I need somebody to say, get in the altar, get your hands up, begin to talk to God in whatever way you want. That's what I need. I need a little nudge. I need a little push. Amen. But Jabez kept hearing those stories of what he, yeah, old negative named Jabez. No, no hope for you. Hallelujah. Just, just, just pain. You're part of something that's really, really powerful. Something that's, listen, that's our hope, folks. We didn't have a good family. We wasn't born into royalty. My father wasn't a king. Amen. But the Holy Ghost connected me up. Amen. When I was born again, the second time, we all get a second chance, folks. We get a second chance. Hallelujah. Amen. And here we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He heard the word. Amen. But as he heard the word, the image of his destiny came in conflict. It always does. It came in conflict with the life he was living as defined by his mother's pain. I've always said this, the word of the Lord, you know, we like the, we like the word, you know, oh yeah, this is sweet, it's not, it doesn't, no, 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 let me tell you what, you get into the word of the Lord, it's gonna confront you. It'll confront how you live, how you act, what you believe. Oh, we pick the nice things, oh yeah, just, everybody can just be nice and be good and when we die, God's just gonna take care you know, of all of that, and there is already, you know, but, but there's some scriptures in here that we're skipping over. That's why we need all styles, all flavors. That's why we need the Chester Wrights to dig us up. Sometimes won't even let us agree with him. We need that kind of ministry. I don't want to do, have it all the time. <laughs> I tell the story, it goes so far back, I don't remember what it was. He told me some revelation in the scripture he had years and years ago. And I said, when he got done, I told him, I, that's what I believe. He said, no, no, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. And he went back over the whole deal again. When he got done again, I said, no, no, that's exactly what I believe. My daddy taught me that. <laughs> it was hard to get it. We, well, listen, we, he, he wrote in my Bible, uh, was a board meeting, had a little break. And I said, hey, brother Bishop, I said, I want you to just write whatever you want in my Bible. I got it. He, he, he thanked me for standing with him all these years. 
being his friend all these years. Amen. And I'm happy to be his friend. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just a Chester Wright ministry. That's not being negative. I mean, he will, he will bust you up, tear you down. You won't know which way, you know, is up or down. He'll, he'll do it in two or three different languages. You know, like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting in his, I've been through Bible college and studied 40-something years of the word of the Lord and got a general idea of what God's trying to get across to us. I've sat in some of his classes and I'm like, in middle ways, I'm like, and he's on this same subject, detailed. And I'm like, I got it, I got it. I'm like, that's enough. Could we like move on? But, but you, you, when, you, when you listen to him, I mean, he just hammers it home. But we've got different flavors and different levels and different styles of men. And, we, and that is what we need. You don't need just one style. You just need all, that's why we have evangelists come in and they preach the word to us. They get it across to us. Let me tell you what, listen, people, and I'm gonna give this to you. You're smarter and quicker than a lot of preachers give you credit for. I'm thinking, I can see it out there. They got it. They got it. Amen. And so you just hear these things and you pick, it will shape you and build you and form you into the person that you ought to be. We got David Smith coming. When I name David Smith, you got people that just love him. Like, ah, oh, David Smith, David Smith's coming. And I'm looking at the same people and I announce, I got some people like, oh, yeah, David Smith. Oh, David Smith. We, we, we'll get him in and thank God that he just don't stay long. You can't help it. That's the way we are. That's how he does people. That's how he treats people. And if, you, if he knows you don't like him, it's just that much better. He won't get off of your case. It's like most people are like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, he does want to hurt you. Like, oh, you know, they, got a, they got a thin skin. Guess what? <laughs> I'm going to teach them a thing or two. And it's all fun and games for him. But it takes, what I'm saying, it takes all kinds. And we need to allow that. They tell me that Jerry Wayne Dillon, he's another wild guy that's done a great work for God. Many, many years ago, you know, but the Tenney was bishop over the Louisiana district, hundreds and hundreds of people would show up and he'd give a little little lecture to the, to the speaker, the evangelist, like guys, now listen, of course, Morel Cornwell and Jeff, and Jeff Arnold and those people are not regular run of the men, mill people. They just don't fit in to everybody's little, you know, idea of what a preacher's supposed to be like. They, they, they do their own deal and they, they're very effective at it. And Brother Tenney's telling Brother Jerry Dillon, like, uh, now listen, this is, don't, don't, you know, you just behave yourself and, you know, just you, you stir up stuff. Amen. Make the whole district mad at him at times. Kind of like Morel Cornwell. But anyway, he just looked at him and said, Brother Tenney, I'm just going to obey the Lord. <laughs> what, a good, what a good answer. In other words, I'm, I, I respect you, but I'm going to preach what God gives me. We need, we need that. We don't need folks just to fit in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need something that will change our lives forever. Hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. Now, we'll get confronted, but we need confrontation. I hope God confronts some of us right now. Let me tell you something. If I ever see a reverse of repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, I start preaching that. 
He just said that. Matter of fact, he said, it's if your sons and your daughters, your children, next generation, he, he, you know, it didn't stop right there. All the generations, as far as the Lord our God shall call. It just went on. There's people said, stop. They got little scriptures twisted out of context to try to prove that, you know, no more miracles, no more speaking in tongues, none of it. I, I really can't find any of that. When I do, I'll start preaching that. I, I can't undo this thing right here. Amen. Truth will confront us, and that's what it did with Jabez. Amen. But that's when he cried out to God. This is the good part. First Chronicles 4 and 10. Watch this. And Jabez, now this is just the other verse, the only other verse that he's got. Amen. And two verses. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me, and that thou would keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted that which he requested. This sounds like the kind of prayer that can change a life forever. I'm I'm, I'm talking about, it it, it wasn't really eloquent. He just said what he meant. He He was hungry for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Jabez asked God to remove the curse in so many words here. He had a curse on him. He was named pain. Hallelujah. Amen. He asked God to protect him and let his life be defined by the blessing of God rather than the curse from somebody else. Hallelujah. You can't let other folks dictate who you are and what you can or cannot accomplish. You can't do that. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you know, we just learn a lot. I mean, I could probably preach the whole sermon here on mistakes, on mess ups, on things that didn't go right. All right, we we could probably do that. Amen. But 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 we need to let we don't need to let our mistakes and our trouble define who we are. Some folks, they, that's who you know, that's who they are. They're all of the, the what's going on in their life that's bad and ugly that defines them. That's who they are. All right, I don't want that to be. We all gotta go through these things and like I said, we could preach the whole sermon on trouble and on mistakes because we all made them, amen. But what we can do, amen, we can learn, amen, so much from these mistakes, hallelujah. You ever turn on a street and you thought it was a shortcut and it ended up that it was not, in fact, it might've been a dead end. You learned that that was not the, the street to turn on next time. You, you, there's, there's things that we can learn, amen, from our mistakes. Hallelujah. You are not a failure just because you think you're a failure. The enemy gets to talking to you and you get to obeying him. You're not a failure because someone else thinks that you are a failure. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The only time we're failures is when we quit. That's the only time that you're a real failure. Amen. You know, I read a story just recently about a surgeon, a doctor, uh, told that he's one that told the story about a boy who lost his hand right at the wrist. His hand was cut off or amputated or something. The boy had a, didn't have a didn't have a hand. And when he asked the boy about his handicap, the boy replied, "I don't have a handicap. I just don't have a right hand."
Because, but see, unfortunately, some of us, we dwell on what we don't have. I get a little pointed. Well, I don't have this. I don't have that. No, 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 no. I, I, I want to pick up an attitude that this young man had. Handicapped? I don't have a handicap. I just don't have a right hand. Hallelujah. The surgeon went on to discover that this boy was one of the leading scorers on his high school football team. See, it's, it's not what you've lost, but it's what you have left that counts. We, listen, we've been through it. Paul talked about it. Paul said, I've been stoned. I've been beaten with stripes. I've been thrown in prison. All of these things have happened to me. Amen. But you, they couldn't keep him down. You know, he could have given up. He could have surrendered. Listen, they don't want to hear this. That's what one writer did. He said, I'm preaching the, I'm one prophet. He said, I, I've been preaching and, and he was true. They didn't want to hear it. The majority didn't want to. He said, they're not listening. They don't want to hear it. And he said, I'm just going to shut my mouth. I'm just not going to preach anymore. But there was something inside of him. That's what we're getting to, folks. We, we got to get something that goes deeper, amen, than the surface. Amen. We don't need some superficial, amen, touch of God in here. Hallelujah. But the prophets, he figured it all out. It made sense. Nobody wants this. I mean, they're not listening to me. They're not being obedient to me. They're not surrendering to me. Amen. And, and, and as, he, as he thought about this and mulled this over and, and probably licked his wounds and, 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 you know, it's just a bad, you know, nobody needs it. He said, but, but he said, it was like a fire. It was shut up in my bones and I couldn't hold my peace. So in other words, I'm just gonna preach it anyway. I'm gonna tell people they need to repent of their sins. I'm gonna keep telling people they need to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins. I'm gonna keep telling people, amen, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost with power and with authority is available to whosoever will. Hallelujah. I'm just gonna keep preaching it. I'm gonna keep praising it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had any trouble? Yeah, had some setbacks, had some problems, had some situations come up, amen. But you know what? We're gonna get past that. We're gonna get through that. We're gonna be beyond that, amen. It's just gonna be a speed bump. That's about all it's gonna be, amen. We'll look in our rear view mirror and say, yep, amen, we came through it with God's help, amen. You know what? You know what we have to do? We have to realize that this is not about me and it's not about you. When we realize that we're a part of something that's much bigger, something that's more powerful than we are. I'm just a little part of this. This church is going up, folks. All I have to do is make sure I get into church. You know, we we had a lady here one time, amen, I talked about it to somebody just recently. I'd forgotten about it. We had a lady one time, she is very smart with her books, very smart, but she thought God was coming back after her. She didn't say that out loud too much, but that's what she, that's what she, her husband told me. Like, yeah, she feels like that she is the bride of Christ. <laughs> I'm like, what about us? <laughs> what about the deal? Yay. <laughs> no, the, the bride is the church collectively. Amen. Hallelujah, the bride. Amen. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. 
you study the Jewish wedding and you'll see that's what they did. Amen. They would be, they'd get themselves engaged to a beautiful woman, lady, young lady, and they would say, I'm going away. Amen. And what they did, they would go away and work and they would go and build a house and they'd get all prepared. Amen. What's Jesus doing? He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. That where I am there, you may be also. But I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to come for you. Amen. In an hour that you think not, it's going to be a surprise to some folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the, the, the sound would go forth. Amen. They would, they would have a sound that would go forth. It was a certain sound. And people said, oh, the bridegroom's here. He's coming. And they would run out to meet him. And he would take them away with him. God's gonna do that. You remember the remember the parable of the of the wise virgins and the, you know the, and the, those that were not so wise, foolish. Amen. That's what was happening there. But they the oil had run out of their lamp. The five foolish. What's that? Always a type of the Holy Ghost. That's why we're gonna keep coming. We're gonna keep making our way to the all. Some of y'all limp on the way up here. Amen, Brother Green uses walking stick sometimes. Amen, we gotta get you a little handrail built up here where you can get up, working on it right now. Amen, get that hand. But, but, but he, show, he keeps showing up. Y'all have no idea how much pain this man is in. Just keep coming to church. You know why? He's getting a little more oil in the lamp. Amen, he's a part of the bride of Christ. That's the only difference, the only difference in the wise and the foolish. Some had the, I mean, they were virgins, type of purity, holiness. Some people feel like you just kind of think about, gee, oh yeah, I believe he died, rose again, that does it. No, 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 no. You need some oil in the lamp. I, I hadn't been, I don't cheat on my income tax. I don't, I quit my cursing. I, you know, I don't lie, I don't steal. You know, like be like the guy, you know, uh, I don't smoke and I don't dip and I don't chew and I don't go with girls who do. <laughs> all that, so we get all that. It don't matter how holy you are. The foolish virgins, they were clean, pure, holy, but their oil had run out. Hallelujah. And when the, when the cry went forth, somebody said, oh, I'm a good person, I'm a good. Hallelujah. I don't doubt any of that. How much oil you got? Holy Ghost, it will obviously it will run out. Let me tell you what: you get out there rubbing shoulders with the world, you play patty cake with the devil. Some of y'all don't never turn the TV off. Some of I don't watch bad. I don't, don't matter if it is bad or not. It's the world. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue what's going on. They're disconnected from spiritual things. I know, I know people, I used to, I used to uh, have, have a brother that the TV stayed was in the living room and I'd go visit him, TV be on all the time. And then in the middle of the night, it's all night long. I'm like, that thing's driving me nuts. Some of y'all are hooked on it, it's like a drug. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna get off on this, but let me just tell you something, TV has changed our world. We think we're thinking all coming. No, no, no. We just we just coming up. We just thinking what somebody done put in there. We better cut some of that off and start connecting up with God's church and folks who pray and worship and sacrifice and give. That's what we need to be connected up with. 
Hallelujah. Get some oil in there because the trumpet's going to sound. Let me ask you, don't raise your hand. And I'm, off, I'm off track just a little bit, but I think I'm on track. Listen, how many of you feel like God could come back today? You think you might? You thought, anybody thought about it today? Anybody thought about it? Most people, it's about, that's probably about 5% of the church. Thank you for being honest. He said he's coming back after those, you may find yourself right here, he's coming back after those that are looking for him. See, most of us are not looking for him. We're looking to Monday and Tuesday and it's gonna rain this next week and I got this to do and I got, that's what we're thinking about. But he's coming back after people that are looking for him. Hallelujah. Oh, I need enough Holy Ghost, amen, that I could be looking for him tonight. If he doesn't come back tonight, then maybe he'll come back tomorrow. You know what? I think we ought to get sick of this world. We ought to get sick of it, amen, because it's not good for us. I'm just a stranger passing through this place. Like the old song says, this is not my home. I'm just passing through. That's what, that's what we, it's gotta get a hold of us, amen. And then we couldn't wait to get to the house of God, amen. I told you, I, I've told you before, I remember people coming to church and they drive in and they start praising God in the parking lot. Oh, I'm so glad to be in God's house. Shouting, shouting in the parking lot. That's the way it's got to get a hold of us. Let's all stand together. I'm on overtime already. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't want to live small. I don't want to just get by. I don't want to just, you know, come to church out of obligation. I don't want to come to the altar because the preacher won't shut up. I feel like there's people that come to church and they didn't really say this, but in my mind, I could almost see it. Oh, so glad to see you in church. Yeah, and, in there, and I could see it on the expression. I, would, I don't even want to be here, but the preacher wouldn't leave me alone or somebody wouldn't leave me alone. I just came to make them shut up. <laughs> I don't want it to be that way. I want people to come and feel that that excitement and that thrill. Like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go unto the house of the Lord. Oh, I can't wait to get in his presence. I can't wait, amen, to fellowship with him, with the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Let me finish my story. The lady said she, she felt like God was coming back after her. She was the bride. But listen, I make a statement. God's not coming back after me and he's not coming back after you, but he's coming back after us. That's why we have to get in the church. The church is the bride. The church is going up. Amen. I said the church is going up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I know they mean well. People mean well when they say, well, I'm independent. I'm independent this. Amen. I know they mean well because they've probably been connected up with something they probably needed to be independent from. But really, independence is not a good word. Really not a good word scripturally. Amen. We have to be dependent. That'd be like me saying to my wife, well, you know, honey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna hang around a while, but I don't need you. I'm independent. No, no, we become one flesh. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't know about some of you guys, but I still tell my wife if I'm gonna spend enough money to buy a pair of shoes or something, I still, I connect up with her. I mean, hey, hon, you know, I'm, I'm gonna buy a pair. 
I'm going to buy a pair of shoes or something. It's no, no need and just, you know, I just heard of somebody spending a chunk of money and they didn't even talk to the wife about it. You know what that's saying to the wife? That's saying you don't matter. You don't count. It work both ways. It could work both ways. Wife and husband. Tell me, I mean, tell me what you're doing. We're together in this thing. And together we can make it. That's how you do it with your church. Nobody, see, folks are scared in this subject. They're scared to get here because, man, I, if I ask that preacher, you know, he's going to tell me, you know. That's, that's called submission. That's called surrender. And that's what we don't want to do. And the whole concept of God and his church is submission, surrender. That's what my wife does to me. That's what I do with my wife. I surrender. That's, that's, not, a, that's not an unmanly thing to do. That's not unmacho. Amen. God said the man's supposed to, husband's supposed to love his wife so much that he gave himself, just like Christ did, gave himself for it. And that's surrendering. That's giving up. We don't want that. We were like, I'm the boss, I'm the man, I'm, you know, or I'm independent, I do what I want. Nobody totally opposed to what God, and I, and I often bring this up, a better word for, than Christian, for Christian, is slave. Remember what Paul said? We don't like that word, but Paul said, I'm not my own. See, now that, 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 see, that goes against the grain. I'm my own man. Well, not me. Paul said, I've been bought with a price. I've been bought, I've been purchased. I'm a slave. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel his spirit right now. I, I feel like if we would get just somewhere near in the vicinity of that kind of an attitude, God would pour his blessings out upon you, sir. He would fill you up with his spirit. Hallelujah. You'd become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Blessings and healings would take place. Amen. If you just surrender, not to me. I'm not trying to figure out a way to get people in my, in my grip. I, I'm long past that if I ever had it. I'm, I want you to get in God's grip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll just talk about it a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your wonderful people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Help us, God, make the decision. Make the choice, God, not to live small. Amen. Not to settle for less. Not to just go along to get along. Amen. Truth is powerful. Hallelujah. He said you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you, Lord, for touching us in a special way, Lord, today. Amen. As we leave this place, God, we pray that you would go with us. You would walk with us. You would speak to us. Amen. Give us a deeper experience, God. Hallelujah with you. Hallelujah. Through faith, God, we release this right now to all of your people. Those who do not have the Holy Ghost today, God, we pray that they would get so hungry for you that you would fill them, God. You said a broken spirit, contrite spirit. Amen. You would in no wise turn away. Help us to be broken, Lord. Help us, God, to be open, God, for you to speak to us and fill us, God. Amen. Then continue to lead us and guide us into all truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you today. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks to him. Come on, let's just give thanks to him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Y'all are awesome. Y'all are awesome. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. I release the blessing. I'm hoping somebody reaches out and takes it. I release the blessing. I release the healing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. We're not so great, folks, but we're connected up. Hallelujah. Jabez, amen, named Pain, but he connected up with Judah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're connected to something bigger than we are, more powerful than we are. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for this blessing. I pray, God, spirit of comfort, spirit of comfort, hallelujah, upon people who are uneasy and not at rest today. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, spirit of comfort. Hallelujah. I just feel like releasing, and some of you may help in your prayer right now. I, I release ministering angels. Hallelujah. Ministering spirits that would speak to you in the night. Hallelujah. In your quiet time. Jesus, minister. Amen. To wonderful, honest, open people. Minister truth to them. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus, help them, bless them, protect all of your people in the name of the Lord. God, we're claiming a revival around this place. Lost children, lost husbands, wives, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Peace of the Lord. Peace of the Holy Ghost. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. I'm gonna let you get out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming. Don't forget, stay connected up with the church. That's what's going up. The church is going up. Stay connected up with the church. Amen. God bless you. Dismiss, shake hands. Be friendly in Jesus' name.